Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Shewart & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. They say every man's house is his castle, but a lot of castles are old, dark, and musty. How do you make yours attractive when it's time to sell? In a booming real estate market like Baton Rouge, plenty of people are asking those kind of questions, and not just on the residential side. Commercial real estate is also hot, and there's a lot of competition, particularly with the growing number of new custom office buildings being developed around the city. We're talking real estate around the table today. Joining me is Andy Holliday, a professional home stager with a local firm called Stage Presence. Andy's been dubbed the house doctor, writing out design prescriptions that can sell the unsellable. Her firm offers a range of services from full staging to less extensive walkthroughs and written consultations, as well as redesign services, wherein she will use the client's existing furniture and decor to showcase a room's focal points. Allie got her start on a whim nearly a decade ago, shortly after receiving the news that her husband had heard a rumor he was going to get laid off. In the years since, she has grown to be so successful that homeowners on the West Coast actually hire her to help sell their million-dollar mansions. And she's had to warn clients in their contracts that if they sign with her, they better be prepared to have temporary housing because her services can help move your house in a matter of days. Andy, I just I hate to think what you would tell me about my house. I might have to call you in a few months, though. I'm in awe. And this is a skill set that I don't possess and a lot of people don't. So we can't wait to dive into this. Thanks for being here today. It's a privilege. Thank you so much. Joining me and Andy at the table today is Matthew Laborde, who also knows a thing or two about selling real estate, though Matthew deals with commercial properties, particularly in the mid-city area and along the Government Street Corridor, which is rapidly becoming one of the hottest areas and certainly one of the hippest neighborhoods in Baton Rouge. Matthew spent several years with one of the biggest commercial real estate firms in the city learning the ropes before founding his own Elephant Realty, and that was in 2017. You could say Matthew is an overachiever and also something of a wonder kid. He was a full-time licensed commercial broker by the time he was just 19. He had earned certified commercial investment member designation by 23, and he founded Elephant at age 27. And he's still not even close to 30 yet. <laughs> Matthew, your success and your and your enthusiasm is is contagious. So glad to have you here on the show finally and can't wait to dive into the secrets of your success. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, Andy, tell me this. Um, I wanted to start with you because what you do is maybe unique. Some people don't even realize. What does staging really mean and how extensive are your services? Um, oh, staging is an opportunity put to to put um, a home's best foot forward. It's it's like putting makeup on a pretty woman. And so staging allows us to redesign the furniture and the function so potential buyers can imagine living there, imagine loving it. So wow factor is a big part of it. Um, we play up the positives and try to play down anything that might be less positive. So rarely do I ever have a house that I, that I really think is is contrary that's going to be difficult for people it's just it's um it's a lot of um 
designing to persuade. But at the end of the day, we want it to look like a magazine. We bring a <laughs> professional photographer. It's a part of our package. Wow. Um, and and it, it's just so exciting. And it works. And it works. It I, works. I mean, the houses sell quicker, and I guess they sell for more money. What, do you have metrics, like, that you can measure your that, success by? That's a really good question. When I very first started, I was looking up all those, and I saw all kinds of statistics, and I thought to myself, well, how can you measure what someone would have paid if you staged it and would have paid if they didn't stage it. So I don't know if there's any way to really be honest about that, except I can say that our average time on the market is one day to five weeks. So we have a home, for example, in the Crescents um, recently that was on the market for two years. We sold it last month and it already has a contract offer. So so, so the you, proof's in the pudding in the selling years quickly. Two been on the market and you two had it for years, one month. Right, at the Crescents by LSU. And it was a beautiful apartment and it was already furnished, but the furniture was so taste specific. It yeah. was very high end, it was very dark. Um, so color is so key, not in um, anything except it allows people to imagine their own belongings in the home. Well, I want to get into some of the specifics because I'm fascinated. But, Matthew, yep. I want to bring you in the conversation here. Is, is there any staging involved in, in selling commercial properties? And a lot of your listings for sale and lease is along, say, Government Street or Mid-City. These are older properties where I suppose the possibilities are limitless, but you might have to use your imagination a little bit. Huh? Right, yeah. So so staging is a lot less common in commercial real estate than residential real estate. And I think it is because what you said is there's so many possibilities as far as like what an eventual tenant is going to use this or buyer is going to use the space for. Also, um, it's just uh, a big thing with commercial property is just getting the junk out. You know, getting the <laughs> junk out so... so the business owner can see and envision their business in the space. When I drive down Government Street, I see your Elephant Realty signs everywhere now. Um, how are you, I mean, you're, I know you're very aggressive and you hit the ground running, you know, just a little over a year ago. How have you gotten so many listings? And I know commercial real estate is really competitive here. Right. So we, we do cold calls. So every morning, everybody in the office, we have three agents, including myself, uh, we have an hour cold call block. So I'm just calling on property owners. I pick a ver an area of town, a property type. And I call on property owners. And uh, right now I'm calling on Government Street property owners. Do you pick it, do you do it by phone or do you actually walk the block so they can see your friendly face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, a very friendly yeah, right, face. Right. So when I started in the business, I would actually go door to door. Yeah. I would take a flyer, a pack of flyers, go to down to Geismer, Highway 30 area, and knock on doors. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I got, you know, right. some interesting and like very profitable deals from that. Um, at, a, at 21, not knowing anything. and uh, But now it's typically on the phone, and I can be more effective and efficient on the phone. And what do you say? And without I getting say, anybody, just hang up. Because I yeah. hang up on anybody who call, calls me pretty much. Well, so I send a letter the week before. Oh, that's good. So I send them a letter with market information the week before, and it says, hey, I'm going to be calling you in the next few days. You know, be on the lookout to, to give you a little bit more information. And so I call them... The next week or next you know within the next couple of weeks and uh and just say hey it's matthew board did you give me a letter <laughs> yeah and uh, basically and just start a conversation about the market and some people just hang up on you and then some people are like yeah i love that information i want to buy something right now that's so cool so how do you know who to call who's your client you're calling somebody who needs who needs space or are you calling somebody that 
already has the space that you've heard is going to sell? So I call on, I have three different types of lists, but the, the main thing is just picking a property type. Like let's say it's uh, office, garden office buildings along Blue Bonnet in between Jefferson and I-10. Okay. And I will, you know, we have some great research people that do the research, get the phone numbers of the owners, puts it in my database and schedules it, you know, sends a letter out to them right. and then schedules it for the following week for me to call them. And, uh, and I just, you know, I just hit them all, call them into it. And it seems like that research component would be very important to this strategy. Does the researcher work for you or do you hire out someone who provides those services? I do both. So I use, uh, I use freelancers or e-lancers online and I, use, I have two interns and we have an office manager who's like a research and everything whiz. That's great. The market is, is pretty healthy here right now in Baton Rouge, both on the residential side and, and on the commercial, wouldn't y'all say? Actually, I've been hearing that it's kind of slow and beginning to pick up again. Okay. So, you know, but then I'll speak to one realtor that will say it's really slow and another one will say, well, it, it, it's not so much. So I never know how to interpret that personally Yeah. because we're getting calls. Right. We're assisting in the sale of homes. Um, so so I, I think to myself, okay, what time of year is it? Um, for some reason, July is the slowest sure. month of ever. Every, I get, not some reason. That's the last vacation opportunity before school starts. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious what, what your experience is. Yeah, so I think when you ask different realtors, they all have such a, a personal view of it. And so they're thinking of how is my business, how, how many closings am I doing, and uh, that might not have anything to do with the market. Mm -hmm. That might just have to do with, okay, they were, you know, they, they made a bunch of money at the beginning of the year, so they haven't prospected at all, and right. now they're feeling the effects of that. And now they're saying it's slow, and they're blaming the market. Right. But uh, really, you just have to look at the data. And if you look at, you know, on the commercial end, if you look at the data, I mean, things are hot. Prices are high, things are selling, it's a good time to be a seller. Buyers are having to really look hard to find good deals. And is it because there's just not that much inventory? I mean, is it a demand thing or a supply thing? What's driving it? Yeah. So I mean, there's I know there's it's a healthy economy, a lot of construction. I think I think a lot of it is the healthy economy. Um, there's certain tax incentives like the Opportunity Zone that uh, that's was part of the tax plan. That's kind of got a lot of people excited, um, and just the general feeling. You know, whatever you think about it, of of uh, eliminating regulations and um, and cutting taxes has led people to be, you know, have this feeling, a lot of uh, uh, confidence and a lot of uh, an aggressive posture to their growth. So people are bullish right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's because really of exciting. Trump economic policies. That's what it seems like. <laughs> That's what know? it seems like here. Well, Andy. Are most of the homes that you deal with high-end, or is it across the board? It's across the board. I, I think we've um, uh, inadvertently created a reputation for high-end, um, and, and, and I did that on purpose. Um, not because I wanted to be associated only with high-end, but I wanted people in, in lesser expensive homes to know that I'm going to put the same high-end look in their smaller homes. Mm -hmm. So we use the exact same furniture in all our properties. The difference in the furniture that I pick is the scale of the home. So if I have an eight-foot ceiling home, I'm going to pick my lower furniture 
but that furniture would be just as beautiful in a million dollar property as it would in a three hundred thousand dollar property and it works so do you you have like a warehouse where you keep this furniture and I do. Then you move it we started out in our carport then we wow. you know then we had bedrooms full of stuff um, you know when when children went to college it, it opened up areas and so now we have a warehouse and the goal is to keep the warehouse empty just to keep so, keep the homes uh, out. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. So so how does it um I mean how much does it cost to do it, something I guess it depends on how much how much you're going to remake my house. Yeah, exactly. When somebody calls me and they ask me the question, I never want to avoid it because I don't want them to feel I'm not giving them a straight answer. It does depend on the size of the property, the distance, but we start at $2500 is our is our standard staging. I would say 9 out of 10 of our homes that we stage require that. It's one living room, one dining room, one kitchen area, the master suite, um, and the entranceway. You will do the, the whole thing for $2,500 and move the furniture there? And move it out. And we also provide professional photographs because by the time we get there, people don't want to have to need staging. They don't want to spend any more money. So we used to offer professional photographs as an option. Mm-hmm. They would say, oh, no, thank you. Um, I don't care what it costs. Uh, my brother has a camera and he's really good. And they would take these dark pictures and forgot to yeah. you know, <laughs> move the wires and put the right. toilet seat down. And, and, and I Jeez. feel bad for them. So now um, I insist on it. So we just built that in our package so we could give that. So we give it to the realtors and, um, and tell them they can use it on MLS. If they use it for advertising, just mention stage presence. And then you own trucks? move the furniture? No, we rent trucks, right. Okay. We've, we've looked into that right now. It works for us better to just, we rent, but they're huge 26-foot trucks. And my husband drives them. He's an IT wow. guy. <laughs> <clears throat> he um, He's amazing. And my sons um, help move. So it's it's really this uh, really great family business. So there's lower overhead than one might suppose, given well, that, what you all do. To offer the quality of staging, we have to. I mean, we, we just have to. It's it's um, a fraction of what they would charge in California, up in New Jersey. I've been to staging conventions, and uh, I'm shocked at what they charge. I just yeah, got bad. back from um, San Francisco, where the staging starts at ten to 20000 Wow. But Unbelievable. But to their credit, they stage every room in the house. And so mm-hmm. when I staged the home in Berkeley, we staged every patio, every bathroom, every bedroom, everything. Um, so it was it was a huge ordeal. And you said when I came back from the staging convention, so there are conventions right. of right. consultants that do this. Right, right. Where we can so go cool. and learn and how do you grow and what do you do about the space and uh, problem solve. It's really exciting. And so uh, meeting other people and learning how they do it. Uh, but we started out uh, much less. It was very difficult to move forward. And I remember sitting next to a stager who said, um, and she had this really strong accent. She said, Andy, and when I was comparing prices, and uh, she said, I would much rather do nothing for nothing uh, I would much <laughs> than work for nothing. So, so we met with, um, with some um, colleagues and, and tried to find the fair market price for Louisiana. Yeah. And, and this has worked. Are there many people doing it here in this market? Any others? Other stagers? Yes. There are some. Um, it's a growing business. I think competition is coming. Um, there, um, there, there are different looks for different stagers. And so we're, we're trying to um, kind of find our niche uh, by, by staging the same quality in all the homes. Interesting. So, yeah. I don't want a lower package or a less expensive. And 
you know, so. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Andy Holiday of Stage Presence and Matthew Laborde of Elephant Realty. Matthew, I don't know if you've done much staging in the Mid-City area where you do a lot of your work. And I don't know if you've seen houses that have been staged in that area, although you don't really do residential. But Mid-City is a very booming area right now. And a lot of those houses are so cool. Old little houses. What's behind the growth of Mid-City right now? I think that's a national trend that you're seeing is uh, a lot of urban infill development. Mm -hmm. And uh, also just we've spread out so much, there's only so much places to go. So it's a lot of people filling in the gaps Mm -hmm. and kind of revitalizing older areas. So I also think it's, you know, my generation. So I'm I'm 28. So the millennial age group. I was think, just about to say that. Yeah, I think we, um, I think we don't have the racial hangups that maybe older generations have. I think that we're willing to, um, to put up with a little bit of uh, what I would say gnarl, or gnarl, <laughs> to uh, to be close to everything, to be in the center of everything, to be next to bars, restaurants, and all that stuff. Um, I think that. Uh, I think I think that's a big part of it being being like central in the city. So it's okay the if the sidewalks have cracks, exactly, or, right, or something's a little bit it's even better, more unkempt, right? It's authentic it's character, character. It's character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you nailed it. That's exactly it. So what do you do? And I have heard that that you know young families they want an old house with character, but it better be move-in quality, perfect, and they want it decorated, which to me is a little bit paradoxical. That's but exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But do you tackle those houses? Uh, absolutely. So, so we start out with a consultation. So, and that's a two hundred and fifty dollars fee. So we'll come in and spend up to two hours, um, and um, and we'll walk through room to room, and we'll discuss the least expensive way of preparing the home for the staging. So, if we come into a home that is um, it, it's, it's unacceptable. The floors are damaged. The peeling. There's so much charm you can handle. But if it's, <laughs> but but if the key areas like the master bathroom and the kitchen are not um, pristine, and I don't mean updated, mm-hmm. to but pristine, then um, then the staging is not going to be as successful. So. We'll talk about the least expensive way. They're always surprised. So if you're going to paint the trim, for example, I don't want to paint the trim in the whole house. How can I make it blend? And what colors should I use? And what are the key rooms? And I have X amount of dollars. So I go, okay, we're going to focus on the most important areas, your curb appeal, your first impression, and your key, your kitchen to master. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you consult on all that, not just all of it. staging. Right. No, okay. I want it to be successful. And so staging is, is a great idea, but, but what about... You know, how can we present it and put this this canvas, if you will, yeah. for the staging to be effective? Love that. Um, because I think buyers today are smart, and HGTV has made them feel more entitled to a turnkey home, charming, old or not, than ever. And and they'll wait for it. And, and Matthew, I think that the factors that influence a commercial buyer to buy or lease a space are different. I mean, it doesn't need to be right. I mean, they know what they're looking for, and they have a whole different set of factors. Um, and, and so for you as a commercial broker, you have to specialize in this. I mean, maybe that's what the sure. CCIM designation means and taught you. And you got such a start at such a young age. How did you, what brought you to commercial real estate so when you were just it, 19, literally? Right. It's actually an uh, interesting story to tell today because at a teacher, so I, I basically never read a book in high school. Like I was not <laughs> interested in books. I was voted biggest procrastinator by my class <laughs> in senior year. And, but I had one English teacher 
who uh, one day she came by the restaurant I was working at and she asked me, you know, why don't you read? You got to get a certain amount of points. And I was like, there's no books I'm interested in. She said, why don't you pick a book that you're interested in? Read it. I'll read it too. I'll make a test. You'll get your points. And I was like, deal. What a cool teacher. I love it. Yeah. And so the the book was Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, it gets a whole different reaction now than it did like five years ago. Right. But but so I read that. And uh, it's a good book for, you know, for what it's worth. And I decided, uh, you know, I'm interested in real estate. Didn't have any family in real estate or anything like that. But I ended up getting, you know, deciding to go into brokerage to learn about the business. And then I, I decided that I really loved brokerage. Didn't really want to get into the casino and hotel game and uh, mm. stuck with it. Wow. And what what do you like about the brokerage? What, what aspect of it I appeals like, to you? Yeah, I like that you can you can assist businesses and investors to flourish. That's kind of our little tagline. Um, and you know, you see these these startup businesses or even, you know, well-established businesses that make poor decisions in real estate because there's there's a lack of great information a lot of times. And um, you just think, man, they, if they would have made this move, they'd have like lower operating expenses. They'd, you know, be able to have, uh, you know, a little bit of stress-free that they can go and operate their business the way they want to. And profit. Yeah, and be profitable, right. and be successful, and uh, that's a big, big motivator. Yeah, and you left a big firm where you got a lot of experience to start out on your own. Yeah, and that's scary for anybody to start out. It was very scary. <laughs> How's <laughs> it, it going? And what about a year and a half in? Yeah, we are a, one year and eight months, maybe okay. a little bit more like nine or ten months. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it uh, it's going well, very well. The first year was very scary. Um, kind of like I, I quit it to being like in the dark and trying to just feel your way around and mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like at the year mark you know the lights were turned on and it's like all right I know where everything is like let's do this and um, we got a great like analogy. A, yeah we got like an awesome team and uh, we're really young comparative to our uh, our peer uh, companies and we're just aggressive and we're going out there and we're hustling and your office is in the neighborhood where you really work, which I think is, you know, it shows that you have skin yeah. in the game. You believe in this part of town. So we work all uh, all over the Baton Rouge, MSA. I would say the majority of our business is not in Mid-City. Really? Even though we do a ton in Mid-City. Yeah. So um, we do you know, we do a ton in, in all the different property types. Where do y'all see Baton Rouge headed and, and where do you see your company headed in the next three to five years? So, so in the next three years... Elephant Realty will be the number one commercial real estate brokerage in the Baton Rouge MSA by the end of year 2020. All right. And I mean that in terms of volume of business, not necessarily number of agents. So if you go by the business report book of lists, they rank it by number of agents. But I think there's maybe a better way to do it because, you know, Elephant, well, the, the thing is, is they're going to have to change it because Elephant's going to be the number one in terms of volume of business and be like maybe not even on that list because we'll have so few agents. But we'll have agents that are going and producing, you know, going out there and they do it full time and, and they're experts. And no matter who you go to at Elephant, 
you get uh, just uh, you know an incredible experience. All right, very good. What about you, Andy? Well, I think um, I think in three to five years, I'd like to see the the business uh, grow to the point that my sons can come come on board um, uh, with uh, with more responsibility and more work. Um, uh, because they have other jobs that they're doing and they help out so much. So, and I'd like to, um, I have this vision of being a part of kind of kind of like what you're doing, not in selling real estate, but in a part of helping to um, turn neighborhoods around. So I see some neighborhoods that are, uh, that are looking on the decline side and they don't have to. Mm -hmm. So I wanna be a voice. Um, I've already asked to be uh, at the Homeowners Association in one meeting because I wanna talk to them about the simplicity of curb appeal, nice mailboxes, the, the proper roading, I mean, things that right. will increase the real estate value more than they think. Um, one person told me that's not their problem, they're gonna worry about, uh, they're gonna worry about that for their kids when they, when they die, and I think, oh no, don't do that. So real estate doesn't have to go downhill, it doesn't have to decline, we don't have to have up and coming new neighborhoods and let, let that be the one you wanna live in. I think there's, there's plenty of choices for people and I don't think they need to let their, their neighborhoods just grow old. Well, Andy Holiday and Matthew Laborde, Baton Rouge's neighborhoods are lucky to have y'all, and it's encouraging to see homegrown talent and entrepreneurial spirit coming out of Baton Rouge with such great, great companies as yours. So thanks for sharing your stories today on Out to Lunch, and good luck on your continued endeavors. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Andy Holiday of Stage Presence and Matthew Laborde of Elephant Realty. You can find more about Stage Presence and Elephant Realty by going to our website, itsbatonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. These photos were taken by Carrie Hosford. You can find more of Carrie's photos at carriehosford.com. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Shewart & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and by Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.